do it to get to Lubbock? You got to take 61 up to 23. Hey, uh, Dylan, Dylan East, right? You're the coach at Dylan East. You've lost your inner pirate. Uh, you know, sword, have you ever heard swing your sword? You're supposed to swing your sword like this. You're swinging yours like this. I mean, uh, you've got to find your inner pirate. A lot of times things just happen for a reason. We don't know why God wants it that way, but you can't make the best out of it until you get back your inner pirate. You might be the luckiest man alive and not even know it. Wow. Here we go. Coming to you live. Find your inner pirate solo pod tonight. This morning, whatever you want to call it. Recording late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning here. It's opening day. It's a, it's a debut podcast. You know, a lot's been said about Facts Only Football Vegas. We're moving the page. I mean... Just what a shit show that was, the whole debacle. I'm glad I can come to you guys, bringing back the podcast to a different feed. We're going through a rebrand, you guys heard, me and Drew's phenomenal debut podcast of Find Your Inner Pirate, and for the longest time I thought, you know, Find Your Inner Pirate would be its own feed, but the more I've come to realize things about how I want to approach my new podcast... Facts Only Football of Jay Johnson is no more. This is a new podcast. This is me coming to you once a week with a... I want to get as many uh, interviews lined up as possible. I got some interesting guests coming up. Um, be on the lookout for that. And just I just want to shoot the shit. doesn't have to be just about football. Facts Only Football caged me in a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I love... I'll never forget it. It was my start. Um, I'm still going to be heavy f- heavy football. You know I'm going to bring it. And there's not going to be many people giving you better football coverage throughout the fall. Than me. That, nothing's going to change on that end. I'm just excited because for the longest time I thought, you know, you, you listen to me and Drew. Drew's been on with me a handful of times on my old podcast. And you saw the debut episode the other day. Me and Drew are a special duo. It's just the start of something special. It's just the, the genesis of all this, guys. And I thought, find your inner pirate. will kind of be its own thing. We talk baseball, minor league, Pittsburgh Pirates. Just kind of the motto we live by, swing your sword. And find your inner pirate. Shout out to Mike Leach. You hear, you hear that phenomenal intro at the top. That's Mike Leach, Friday Night Lights cameo. Just an all-time... This <laughs> vintage Mike Leach comes in, sets the world on fire for just a minute cameo, gets in, gets out, and it's just, if you were a fan of that show, you know how just, just crazy, elect, electric, and wild that, that scene was. So Coach Taylor was just dumbfounded. So find your inner pirate, swing your sword. I thought it would just be the baseball podcast, but as, I, as I've gone through the rebrand process, trying to figure out a new name for my podcast, I, I kind of just decided we're going to keep everything on the same feed here. This is going to be, you know, find your inner pirate with Drew and I with the baseball theme and the, and the pirates and what we're doing over there is going to be an episode every week. And then 
I'll, I'll maybe have a solo pod like I'm doing right now, or I might have a, a an, an interview lined up. I got a I got a really special fun interview lined up um, next week potentially. Trevor Costello, um, just just what a story, just the, just the journey he's been on and where he's at right now. I think it's gonna find a lot of people out there are gonna find some inspiration from this guy's story. So I can't wait to chat it up with him. Jameis one of one. Uh we've been in the DMs for a while. He's a guy that uh he's given my word that he's gonna come on at some point this off season. He's a little bit swamped. He's starting some new content stuff. I'm starting the whole new thing here with Swinger Sword Sports Network. So I told him throughout the season, whenever Jameis, when Jameis news happens, I want you on the pod. You know, I've been following him for a while. He likes me, he follows me too. I mean Jameis Rinston derangement syndrome. Go buy the book. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Just just some things to look forward to in the future. I mean, I'm glad that the uh, I'm glad that this brain change happened. I mean, I really am. I wanna I wanna be able to cover. I'm a, I'm a more interesting guy than just football. I'm a, I'm a guy that can talk about pretty much anything, and it doesn't have to be sports related. We can do things like just pop culture, entertainment. I mean, just whatever I think's interesting, whatever I think's inspirational. I think people can. I think people will enjoy that, and they will they will appreciate the uh, the wide range of topics that we can do that we can cover here on the podcast. I mean, I know just some other stuff off the top. I mean, you guys heard my friend Drew Porter. I mean, he's just an entrepreneur. He's just grinding out there. Fucking moved to Tennessee. We're going to have to get him on soon again. He's getting in the real estate game. He's trying to make a name for himself out there. I got a buddy, Wyatt Carter. He's a he's a, he's a head coach or his assistant coach. I mean, trying to make it in the fucking softball game and the fucking baseball. I mean, he's, he's a guy that I want to pick his brain a little bit. And we just, you know, we just got so many opportunities and so many things that we can do. I actually had a, a great conversation um, earlier, earlier today with my girl Brittany, uh, she's, she's been a ride or die by my side for about three or four months now, um, with, with the development for the website that, uh, I've been, I've been talking about it, but this summer it's coming and we're making moves on it. Had a great, uh, business call with her, able to catch her up on everything that's gone down. And kind of got a game plan set in stone. I want to talk to my financial guy next week at the bank. And we're going to get a fucking savings plan going. We're going to fucking move to Oklahoma City. Um, hopefully with my boy Hunter. If not, I mean, we'll fucking, we might ride solo. But either way, I mean, we're getting up better to Oklahoma. It's where I got all my connections. We're going to fucking run this website. Me and Drew are going to podcast like madmen. We're going to get fucking great interviews lined up. And I'm just gonna keep growing. Like, like I, with the facts only football, it was a great run. We had a great run, about twenty something episodes. We really did. I was proud of it. But I mean, once football season ended, it was obvious. Like, facts only football didn't really uh, mesh well with what the future of my podcast was gonna be. And so I think we just keep it here. Find your inner pirate. Find your inner pirate. I mean, can apply to so many different things in life. So. I think it's just a great marriage. I think we'll run this 
you know, in the off season of football right now, I mean, we'll pretty much do my podcast here once a week, me and Drew's podcast also, so two podcasts a week, running on this feed, um, and then, you know, when football season comes around, maybe I, I ramp it up to three, because, you know, football is still going to be my bread and butter, and there's going to be a lot of shit to cover, so, I'm excited, me and Drew, <laughs> me and Drew just have so many fun things in the works for y'all, with the baseball side of things and the, and the Pittsburgh Pirates getting their season kicked off. Chad Cool baby. The cool hand fucking getting the start, toeing the rubber, opening day tomorrow. They're going to beat the Cubs. I mean, I think they can win that series. I think they could beat the Cubs. I think they could take two or three. Call me crazy. Um, but anyways, little intro there guys. I love it. Let's Let's talk a little, let's let's move to the association, alright? And there was, there's some good trade deadline stuff I want to go over. Um, real quick though, turn on this Mavs-Celtics game tonight. I've just been grinding like a dog since Vegas, guys. I've been working a lot. Worked a 17-hour shift Saturday and just been working, working, working. Took, took today off and tomorrow off for opening day and just so I could do this podcast. And get my mind right. Watch Mavs-Celtics is a big game. You know, Mavs dropped a couple there. Luka and KP were out. But overall, they've been playing really well since All-Star break. I'm proud of this team. I'm proud of the way Jalen Brunson's come along. He's just playing with such confidence. I love him. Tim Hardaway has just been doing his thing. And Porzingis has stayed healthy. I mean, say what you want about the guy. Maybe he's taken a, a half step back from uh, from the bubble. Maybe a half step back, cause he would. People forget how great he performed in the bubble when he was healthy. Um, this dude was averaging thirty something points there for a while, so and it was a great rim protector. Maybe he's taken a half step back since that injury in the playoffs and this year coming back, but he still has he still has his moments where he reminds you he's the unicorn and he's a great player when he's healthy. And he stayed healthy, and Luca's doing his thing. Luca had a fantastic game tonight. It's just seven for ten, I believe, from three point range. I mean, the fact that that his three point pointer has come along as well as it has already. I didn't expect it to be. I, I expected it to go up for sure this year, but it's it's impressed me. And I don't even know exactly what the stats are, but just eye test wise, I'm watching this guy like I do. Well, like I try to every night. I mean, it's just clear he's got so much more confidence in that step back three, and that's just such a dynamic weapon for him. And the Mavs came into Boston tonight, and I think Luca just has this thing, and a lot of people like to compare him to Larry Bird. And you see it with player certain players go to certain arenas and they just perform well, like LeBron in Madison Square Garden. I think Luca's kind of got that going off Boston a little bit. I mean, he's got kind of like the Larry Legend 2.0, Luca Legend. And I think he likes to perform in the in those big venues, especially there in the fucking in the garden or uh, TB. What do they call that? TB trade, whatever. I like that. I like that hardwood hardwood court they got the Celtics, the fucking leprechaun doing its thing. And Luca just just performed well tonight. The Mavs came out just hot, got a twenty point lead, but the Celtics came storming back and like the Cel. Just the Celtics, three games under five hundred, but that roster is just with Brad Stevens as the coach. I just don't get it. I just 
They try and run just this five guard lineup, which is which is nice and it's fun when it's hot. But like, there's no rim, no real rim protection. There's I worry about their rebounding, and it's just I don't know something's off with that team. They got they came storming back in this game, made it super interesting in the fourth. Got a ton of great looks and just clank, clank, clank. So like, I don't know what to think about that team. Uh, I still kind of hold out hope for them and, and the Heat just because the, I think they're well-run organizations with good coaches and good talent, and I believe in the talent individually. It's just, is it going to come together? Is it going to come together as a team? That's what we're going to have to find out that Celtics team. But the Mavs are playing well. I, I, I expect the Mavs. It was, a, it was a joke. One of my buddies, I, I think Gillis fucking said earlier in the year when the Mavs were like 9-14, and 14, kind of coming out slow, hit, hit with the COVID bug and whatnot. He was like, Mavs aren't even going to make the playoffs. A fucking lazy-ass take. I mean, come on, Dylan. Better than that. I mean, the Mavs sitting in the seven seed. Um, They're like three games back from the six seed, the Blazers, I believe. And it's kind of it, – it'll be tough to, to catch them. But still a lot of season left. I like the way they're headed. They get my boy J.J. Redick. JJ Reddick just always loved the guy. He's got a phenomenal podcast. He uh he's just such a sharp shooter, Duke guy. I mean, the Duke guy, say what you want, calm arrogant, calm assholes, but they're smart guys and they uh I like uh you know, I just like I like JJ Reddick. I think he's a great fit. He's gonna come in, make threes, he's gonna run his podcast. He's going to be a great clubhouse guy, great veteran leader guy. Um, I tweeted out his YouTube clip today about him talking about how he found out about the trade. Apparently, J.J. asked out in New Orleans uh, this fall whenever they hired Stan Van Gundy because he kind of knew what the defensive schemes and whatnot that uh, it might his minutes might go down ultimately because he knew Stan's uh, scheme uh, from his time with the Magic back in the day. That without Drew Holiday, when they traded Drew Holiday to the Bucks, that he was going to get picked on defensively a little bit because he needs to play alongside some some good defensive guards that are versatile, and it would have been tough. And he just didn't think it was the right move. He had a, he had, his son was starting kindergarten. He wanted to move back to the East Coast where he's from, you know. And uh, David Griffin and the the Pelicans front office assured him they'd try and work work it out and do right by him and whatnot and. He said he was at Pilates with his wife, and the trade deadline passed, didn't see a text, and then about 15 minutes later, his wife alerted him. He got traded to my Mavs, and he was kind of just shocked. He's happy about coming to Dallas, playing with Luka. He goes from playing to Zion. He goes from playing with that Sixers team with some young superstars to playing with Luka Doncic. And I think he's going to fall back in love with the game here with a good competitive team. He's going to come in. He's going to be everything... He's not going to be, uh, I'm not saying the Mavs are going to make like a, a title run or anything, but man, if they can if they can find the right matchup, if they can get the Suns, I mean, I love that Suns team. They made some moves, um, getting that Tory Craig guy. They've been playing well. Like I love Chris Paul and Booker, and I love Bridges, Aiton. I think they're a really, really good team, and I believe in their coach, uh, Monty Williams. 
But I think the Mavs, if they could draw them, the Mavs, Luka Doncic could get in there. He plays well against the Suns. It would be a great series. But I think the Mavs could, you know, if they avoid the Lakers, if they avoid Utah, if they avoid Denver, they could beat someone. They could, I mean, I want, I don't want them to play the Clippers just because, gosh, that would just be a fucking long off season if my Mavs go in there and fucking lose to the Clippers back-to-back playoffs in round one. I mean, I hate that Clippers team. Just a bunch of fucking jack wagon, fucking... I don't even... Uh, they're just... The Clippers... I hate the Clippers. I mean, Paul George, fucking... They're just kind of a fraudulent, uh, cocky team for no reason. The Clippers have never won jack shit, ever. And they probably never will. And so... Fuck, fuck them. Fuck them for getting KP thrown out and picking on Luka. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't I wouldn't gladly look forward to that challenge, but, I mean, let's avoid the Clippers. Let's get the Suns. I mean, I like that Suns team, but I think we could beat them. I'm just saying J.J. Reddick's going to come in, do well. And just had to touch on my Mavs there for a little bit, guys. I mean, I want to talk. I want to cover my teams this podcast. I uh I want to set the tone, let you guys know, like, my teams that I root for, like, kind of an update on all of them. I think uh, it's a good time during the season uh, to touch on that stuff and kind of, uh you know, what rebranding here and kind of doing my first episode alone. I just want to go ahead and, you know, give the listeners out there, give you guys my thoughts on, like, you know, who who's Jay root for and, like, what, what, what are his thoughts and it's good with the Rangers opening up tomorrow. Um, uh, and then like, you know, with baseball starting up, it's just a good time right now just to start a new, everything happens for a reason, you know, what happened in Vegas, what the Shulo facts only football, that's water under the bridge. Like I blocked them. I don't want to hear from the dude again. Let's just focus on ourselves and fucking let it be fucking stop worrying about me to Shulo. Um, and fucking do your own thing with facts only football, right? And so, but yeah, getting back to NBA trade deadline deals. I mean, there are some, there are some real interesting moves. I mean, I think obviously, um, the big one that everyone's gonna point to, maybe the Oladipo or Aaron Gordon or Vucevic trades. I mean, three just big trades there. One of the most, one of the most crazy deadlines in a while, and interesting and. I just think this NBA season in general has just been a great season. I mean, I think the East, like I, I was talked about a little bit, it's a three-man race in the East. And, like, the West is competitive as hell, like it always is. And just, I love it. You know, Lakers have been dealing with adversity. The Nets deal. The fucking Suns have been a nice story. Utah, of course. And, you know, everybody... uh you know, Philly came out and looked great. Embiid, it just was a tough blow. You know, I love Joel Embiid. I'm not a big uh, Sixers fan. And, uh, you know, my buddy was a Philly guy, and so I kind of followed Philly and kind of liked him, had a soft spot in my heart for him a little bit. But, like, now that shit happened. Like, Philly, I love the passion of the, of the fans there with all their four major sports, and I respect them as, as a sports city. And, um and whatnot, but, like, fuck Philly, like, fuck the Eagles throwing fucking batteries at Santa Claus, just terrible fans, so fucking, so fucking entitled, 
I mean, they just lucked out Nick Foles and Doug Peterson just had lightning in a bottle. And, uh, you know, they're fucking, they're just overrated. I mean, the Sixers, I was kind of look. I liked them. They definitely got the better end of that Seth Curry deal with the Mavs. And Jay Rich, which, Jay Rich is just kind of a bum. Alright, let's stop playing Jay Rich so much. Fuck, but. Come on, Carlisle. But yeah, I mean Philly. I mean Philly is what Philly is. They get to the playoffs, and we'll see what happens from there. We'll see what happens in the half court offense sets with Ben Simmons and Embiid. Let's see if they run into a good coach and they get into a seven game series. What happens? I'm not all the way sold on them. Um, but yeah, some some deadline deals, guys. Obviously, those three: Vucevic goes to Chicago. I mean, I like this deal for Chicago. I think Chicago is in that spot where it's like, you know, they've been trying to rebuild the tank deal. and You know, they got some good players. They got, you know, I like the kid out of out of North Carolina, Kobe White. I like fucking, of course, Zach Levine's been a great all-star level player. And he, he's a really great scorer. Like, a, if you just go by, like, a guy that can create his own shot and get you a bucket. I mean, Zach Levine's probably on the top ten list uh, if you're talking like that. And I love his game. I think getting Vucevic, Patrick Williams, good fucking rookie. Underrated rookie class, by the way. Um, And I just like this deal for Chicago. They don't have to give up a whole lot. I mean, Orlando's going to bank on draft picks. But I, I like the deal for both teams, but definitely for the Bulls more. They're going to try, make a playoff push. And I think... They get in. They get in there. Depending on who they get, I mean, they could they can win a series. Maybe they need to get in a good position in seeding. And like outside of those top three teams, I mean, the East is just a joke. I mean, you can make up ground quickly in the East, and I expect the Bulls to kind of make a run. I like that team. The Aaron Gordon deal going over to Denver. I love that. I mean, you when you can put him in the Joker. Down low and kind of be your four or five defensively. He's gonna be great. Michael Porter, another great, um, you know, stretch four, big three guy. Um, and then you go, you go, uh, you go Jamal Murray, and you just got a good team. Millsap. I mean, I like that team. I think, uh, you know, I think that move. I'm not saying that makes them the West favorites, but I think I would. Uh, Probably have them in my West Finals right now, depending on who they get matched up with and, and, you know, who they have to play in the second round. But that's a big pickup for them. I love that. I love that deal. You know, Orlando, again, is just kind of making moves and rebuilding. They they send Vucevic also, and uh, he go, we talked about the Celtics. He goes to, to Boston. Remains to be seen how big of an impact that, that'll have. Um... And just, what was the other big deal? Correction. I meant uh, Evan Fournier to Boston. Vucevic obviously goes to Chicago. The other big one I'm thinking of, that Oladipo deal. I mean, Houston just goes ahead and immediately flips him back. Um, and the Heat pick up, pick on him. I mean, the Heat, that's a classic Pat Riley kind of buy low spot. I mean, they don't really give up much. And I like that deal for Miami. I mean, can Miami get it figured out? Like, I haven't really watched a whole lot of them night to night. I just don't know what their deal is. I love their individual parts. It's just, 
like I've said on my podcast, one of the theories I have in sports really applies to every league. I feel like uh, if you lose the championship, like if you lose the Super Bowl, the team that loses the Super Bowl always kind of has a, like a just a, a year from hell that next season. It's just always bad things happen. It's always just kind of weird, and I think the Heat are going through that this year. And I just don't know. But I like them getting Oladipo. Maybe he, he signs long term. He's going to be a free agent. Just the Rockets kind of botched this whole deal. But their their hands were tied with the way Harden, Harden dealt with everything. And so that'll that'll be uh, one, one to keep track of uh, as we go. Another one I liked, um, Milwaukee. Um, Milwaukee picks up P.J. Tucker, a little underrated move. Not a lot of people are going to talk about this, but P.J. Tucker's just a bulldog, and he's a guy you're going to want to have when you're making these deep playoff runs like the like the Bucks want to want to do, and they have their fucking sights set on uh, making a deep run. I think Giannis has been. I mean, guys, he should probably be the MVP again. Just. Looking at him on a night-to-night basis with his stats and just the the dominance. I mean, he probably should be the MVP. Probably he's not going to get it though. I wouldn't think, but it, there's really not a, a guy. I mean, it was supposed to be Embiid. It was supposed to be LeBron there for a little bit, and they both got hurt. So that's the uh, that happens in the NBA. It's just you never know what's going to happen, and it's the biggest reality show on the planet. And that's why I love it. It's just the drama on and off the court. It's just. It's unmatched. And so, just just some other trades that I thought were interesting out there. That Rondo for Lou Williams, Lemon Pepper Lou, gets to go to Atlanta and uh, fucking get back to his roots in that strip club. <laughs> I mean, we all know the story about him fucking right when the bubble happens, trying to sneak off to the Atlanta strip club because apparently he just loves their lemon pepper wings. So he, at least he's 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 closer to home, touching that home base. And so maybe he'll maybe the Hawks will will or another East team that like has all has good parts, individual parts. Can they put it together and start winning and like make a move and try and get in good playoff position? I mean, it's kind of crazy. The Hornets have been a a great story this year. I really like their coach. Lamelo's been awesome. He's hurt now, but like their their guards have been good, and like it's kind of crazy looking back on it. Kimba Walker left them and and free agency, and it was kind of like, oh, well, like the Hornets are just done now. They have nothing to show for on their team. And it's like, wow, they probably ended up they got Terry Rozier back, and like they probably got the better end of that deal. So it's the Celtics going back to them has just been. Been on the wrong end of a couple guard moves, and it's kind of costed him. Kimba Walker, not saying he's not a good player, but it's just, I don't know. Something left to be desired there, and obviously the Kyrie Irving deal before that. So, interesting stuff there. We'll see if Rondo could go to the go to the Clippers and kind of give them like a, you know, maybe that's what the Clippers need. Like, a, the Clippers need like a proven winner. I know they have Kawhi, but they need another guy in there that's actually won something and isn't just a fucking blow hard and so maybe playoff rondo emerges for them when the time comes we'll see but yeah some some interesting stuff going on in the nba like always uh just wanted to touch there want to touch on my mavs and everything love the reddick pickup real quick though before we turn the page to football talk i'm gonna i'm gonna give uh my updated finals pick now coming into the year 
I can't even tell you really what I picked. I forget. Probably, I think, Lakers. It might have been Lakers. Celt Did I pick the Celtics? I, th I was heavy on the Celtics. I was big on the Celtics coming into the year. I think it might have been. I know I had the Celtics Bucks in the finals. And guys, like I talked, I talked about Giannis, and I like where that team's headed with fucking PJ Tucker. And I think this is. I like when when people. I like when a, there's a dominant team like the Bucks have been in the regular season the past couple years, and they kind of don't have success, and then people uh, kind of discount them. And then they they fly under the radar for a year. And I like them when they fly under the radar. And I like this team. I watched them tonight against the Lakers after the Mavs game. And I just like what I just like what they're about. I like I like the spacing on the court. I just like I love Drew Holiday added to that team. And I think Giannis figures it out in the playoffs. And it's a little bit, you know, everyone's gonna pick the Nets. And, of course, the Nets should win the East. And their Nets are a lot of fun to watch. And, like, I'm not a hater, but at the same time, I am a hater on the Nets. And I'm just not going to pick them. I'm going to pick the Bucks. I'm going to be a little different. Talked about how I think Philly's overrated. And I just like the Bucks. I like the Bucks and Lakers. I still think as long as AD and LeBron are there, they're going to be there in the finals. I just That team's got too much of Schroeder involved now kind of replacing what rondo gave them last year in the playoffs in the bubble playoffs so that's what i got for now um as my finals pick and so let's take a quick little break here get a little splash of water in my mouth and let's talk national football league and a little bit of ou uh Said I'm gonna to touch on my team's little OU football spring spring ball update. So NFL obviously free agency was popping off when I was out there in Vegas. I think probably the biggest like storyline from a cultural big picture thing going on right now, outside of that Niners trade, which is a big trade, then moving up to three. Uh we'll get into that. But the Deshaun Watson deal, if everybody coming out at allegations about the massage parlor some girls and then a lot of people are defending him also and i don't know what to think about the deal i touched it i touched on it a little bit a podcast or two ago and just can't really comment on it much until we see what happens with these legal proceedings you just never know what to think because deshaun watson i've always had the impression that he's just his makeup and just who he is his character as a person is about as good as it gets and so i was shocked when this came out and then it's also there's also an element to where it's like you know a lot of girls like to get attention and tr try and trap guys and try and make a name for themselves, and so you never know what to think. Let's let's wait for more information to come out. But I really just want to go over just some free agent signings I like. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff out there, a lot of interesting moves. Um, let's just start with the Arizona Cardinals because you guys know Kyler Murray's my boy, my favorite player in the league, and I, the Cardinals are one of my favorite teams to follow. They were good last year. They just kind of fell apart late. Cliff Kingsbury's got a lot of growing up to do as a coach. And that team just in general just needs to grow up and mature a little bit, and I think they will. It's just a tough division, you know. But I like, I like their moves. I really do. I think bringing in J.J. Watt, nobody really saw it coming. 
And that's just a huge thing for them. I think he's going to add an element to their pass rush that they desperately, desperately need. And, you know, that's not all I like. They bring in uh, A.J. Green. He's going to he's gonna come in there and just be reliable. Hopefully he can stay healthy. <laughs> I mean, they say that about... Uh, that that's kind of the running thing for the for the Cardinals or uh, for AJ Green is just like yo, we like him when he's healthy, and he had some dominant dominant seasons there for a while. It's just, uh, it's just it's just who knows, bro? Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I like this Cardinals team where they're headed. But everybody around them is making moves. I mean, you see, you see the the uh, the Seahawks lock up Tyler Lockett. And by the way, Russell Wilson's not going anywhere. That was a good two week story for the off season for the media to kind of fall, you know, give him something to talk about before free agency start. He's not going anywhere. And at this point, Deshaun Watson. I mean, who knows? He's probably not going. He's probably not going anywhere. I mean, who else did the Cardinals bring in that I like? They brought in, uh... Oh, I'm thinking of the Browns. Browns is another team I, I love to follow. Baker Mayfield. I mean, they they made a good playoff run last year. And it was just their defense let them down. And, you know, just just some things happened. But you got to like where you're at. Uh, if you're if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, after this free agency, I think they shored up some stuff. I think they shored up some stuff, bringing in John Johnson's little safety and Troy Hill, just some two d- defensive backs out of out of L.A. Um, you know, L.A. is kind of tied up financially, and they they have to let some guys go. And those are two quality guys they had to let go, and Cleveland picked them up. They're bringing Tack McKinley out out from Atlanta, good defensive end. I mean, pass rush, beefed up the pass rush. Malik Jackson. And so Miles Garrett is going to have more opportunities. So there's no more excuses for Miles Garrett. There's no more, oh, well, he's got all the potential. He's the best defensive line prospect almost ever. I mean, I feel like that's how hyped this dude gets, especially pre-draft. And it's like, yeah, he's a good player. He's a pro bowler. But, like, can he take that next level and become, like, a dominant guy that shows up snapping and snap out? Because I will you guys heard me. I, I was disappointed in what he did in the playoffs, in that playoff game. I didn't think he showed up against Kansas City. So let's let's get Miles Garrett a little kick in the ass. And I like what they did. I like, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't see Juju Smith-Schuster going back to uh, going back to, to the Steelers. That's interesting. Um. I mean, the Colts, I like what the Colts did. I mean, they brought back their guys. T.Y. is another guy that kind of people thought, you know, might go. They're going to bring in Wentz and see if that can work, if that can be something. Um, who else Who else made a lot of noise? The Patriots, you know, come in. Everybody knows Belichick had a lot of, he had a lot of uh, dollars to play around with. And they needed, they had a lot of holes on that team. They have a lot of holes that they needed to shore up, especially playmaking wise. And they bring in uh, who they bring in um, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, Nelson Aguilar is going to come in. He's not going to be a number one. 
But as your number two, you can work with that. And they still really don't have a number, real number one. I know Edelman, a uh, great player, can work in the slot. But, like, I don't know. I don't know how big of an impact he, he has to the game anymore on the field. Um, I still love him. But, you know, they're going to bank on just kind of a giving Cam Newton more depth this year of weapons. They bring in a couple tight ends. I like John U. Smith, Hunter Henry. They're going to obviously go a lot of... A lot of uh, 12 personnel and just heavy packages on the field. And I like that. I think I like what they did. Uh, bring back David Andrews. Kendrick Bourne's another guy they had. And I think, uh, you know, we'll see. They they also got Judon out of uh, Baltimore, right? I think so. He's a good linebacker. And so we'll see. I won't be surprised if the Patriots are good next year. The 10-win ball club or something. I know there's... Another piece of news that uh that I haven't haven't mentioned yet since uh, last time I talked NFL. We're we're a seventeen game schedule now, and so I was gonna say I think the the Patriots are probably a lock to win double digits next year, and I'm gonna like that team. I already know it, and so I like what they did. Um, just kind of going over stuff in the league. Just some stuff that stood out. The Cowboys, my local team. I mean, obviously the Dak Prescott thing comes down. I already talked about that. They bring in Keanu Neal, who I like, and I think he'd be a good fit in that system. A former uh, Falcon, Dan Quinn guy, comes over as the defensive coordinator. And I like, I, you know, I'll buy into the Cowboys a little bit next year. I think they'll probably win that division. I like Dan Quinn. I believe in Dan Quinn. And I think Mike McCarthy on year two. I mean, let's see what happens. I mean, they have all the talent in the world on offense. Just can the O-line hold up and uh, can everyone stay healthy? And uh, can Zeke be a top five running back? Can he give them that run game that they need? Because Dak Prescott is not, he's not elite. He's not a top 10 guy in my mind. And he needs a, a run game and he needs these receivers to stay healthy. He needs CeeDee Lamb to continue to develop. And he needs Amari Cooper to show up in uh, not just for home games, Amari. You got to show up on the road too and perform. So, and I love Michael Gallup. I think he's one of the most underrated players. Just a good deep threat guy, and so I like that team. Um, you know, what did the what did the Titans do? What did Wyatt Carter's Titans do? They get anybody? Janoris Jenkins? Eh, not really doing it for me. The Chiefs, the Chiefs got Joe Thune. They got some Kyle Long comes back. I mean, yeah, I like that. I mean, that's this is too good. Then you guys know you watch the Super Bowl. They need to beef up their O line. The Raiders, Raiders made a lot of moves. Ngakwe, defensive end, John Brown, Willie Sneed. Quentin Jefferson, I like him. He's a good defensive tackle. They bring in Kenyon Drake. You know John Gruden just loves getting running backs. And Nick Martin comes comes in. I mean, we'll see on the O-line. We'll see what happens. Um, You know, the Giants are probably the team uh, that made the biggest moves, and they spent a lot of cash bringing in Leonard Williams, bringing him back. But then the big one, Kenny Galladay, comes in there and, 
I think uh, they they get some they get some uh, weapons for for Daniel Jones. They get Kyle Rudolph, and we'll see what happens. I, I'm a belie- I'm still a semi believer in Daniel Jones, but this will be a big year for him. They they get a Dory Jackson, which I I love Dory Jackson just on paper, but he's a dude that never stays healthy. I feel like, and can he put it together? Uh, but I won't be surprised if you know those are all good signings for the Giants, and they spent the cash for a reason. And I think they'll they'll be they'll be a decent team next year. Uh, the football team kind people were people were kind of scratching their heads with the Fitzpatrick deal. I mean, I love Fitzpatrick, and I, you know I kind of like it. I kind of like it. The football team's just kind of a weird team. Ron Rivera is trying to build a winning culture there, and I think he did that year one. And we'll see if Fitzpatrick's is kind of a winner and. See if, you know, I'm sure they're going to have some crazy games. They're going to be an interesting, I don't know how well it's going to work out for them. I don't know if they're going to be in playoff contention. I mean, they did make the playoffs last year. But, like, all I I do know is they're going to have a lot of games come down to the wire and it's going to be awesome seeing Fitzpatrick in that maroon. I mean, that's going to be a sight to see. And so you know they're going to be in just crazy ball games late. I like getting Curtis Samuel. That's a good pickup from them. Probably the probably the weirdest thing was uh, the Bears. Just just Andy Dalton's their guy, I guess. I don't know. I mean, they get Kyle Fuller back, which is good, but like, or no, Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller defective. Where'd he go? I don't even remember. Allen Robinson is back on the franchise tag, obviously. I mean, he's a baller. You can't let that guy go. So We'll see. Packers, I mean, another another re-signing that a lot of people just kind of rode off, kind of like uh, Smith-Schuster and Hilton. Aaron Jones is back. I mean, they paid up. They kept Kevin King, Mercedes Lewis. So that'll keep Rodgers happy for now. They need to, They need to do something in the draft. I think, um, but I like that team still. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. A lot, of, a lot of interesting stuff going on in the NFL. I mean, it's trades or it's a, uh, it's draft season, guys, and there's a lot of, a lot of cool stuff uh, that I want to start doing as we get closer and closer. You know, I did the big board in an episode a while back. First ever uh, 1.0. I'll have to update that soon here on the podcast. Maybe do a blog. And uh, gosh, one thing I can't wait for when I get the website up and going is just I can start writing more. Right, right now I just don't have a place to really post it. Um, I can post it on social media, but I just you know it doesn't really. Uh, I don't th- know if it gets a ton of eyeballs doing that. So I can't wait to just get it, get the website up and running. Real quick, I mean, some draft stuff. So we had the big trade, obviously. The Niners moving up to three and, uh, you know, trading back, trading with the, uh, the Dolphins. And, like, I like that. I like that pick from Miami. I mean, I don't know. I just, Jimmy G, I still thought he was a good player. And, like, I just kind of thought he got a raw deal, honestly. And I, but I guess if Shanahan believes in a guy, I've said it in the past, Kyle Shanahan's my favorite. I think he's the best offensive mind in the NFL. And he's my favorite offensive coordinator. And if he believes in a guy, one of these quarterbacks, I'll trust him. But, like, I don't know. I think Miami got a better deal here. They get to move back, keep Tua. I mean, I'm not the biggest Tua guy, but, like, 
I still believe in him probably more than uh, the third quarterback in this class outside of Fields and Lawrence, whoever you want to say it is. I mean, I know a lot of people are saying the Niners are hot on Mac Jones. And that kind of, on the surface, first first taste, first uh, just my first impression of that take on that rumor out there since they made this trade moving up to three is it kind of feels like smoke and mirrors a little bit, you know. When you get down here in a draft, draft uh, season, as cl- especially as we get closer, guys, like, I mean, you got to be on the fucking lookout for that shit. I mean, there's just teams float out, a lot of rumors, and fucking, you don't know what to believe. They could just love Justin Fields, and they want to p- throw people off the, off the scent and whatnot. And so, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what's going on here. But I just like Miami moving back and getting the stuff, getting a third rounder, getting a fucking two first in the next two drafts after this year and so i like that miami's got a bright future and we'll see if tua can can take them there i think he can i think he's good enough and that team's gonna be good man i mean that that whole division's good i think that i mean we'll see what the jets do with zach wilson but man i I don't know if there's a more interesting division just looking at it right now in the offseason pre-draft than the uh than the AFC East next year. I mean, you guys know I love the Bills and I ride for the Bills, so we'll see what happens there. Good stuff. The Niners, I mean, I guess they're going to end up trading Jimmy G or keeping him. I don't know. I I think Jimmy G is going to find a landing spot somewhere and have a, have a good second half to his career. I'm not I'm not I'm not out on him all the way, but We'll see what Shanahan decides to do with it. And I trust that the brain trust there with John Lynch and everybody in San Fran. So interesting deal there. Just a blockbuster, really. Um, so, yeah, big board update will be coming. More draft coverage as we ramp up, get closer and closer to this thing. You know I love betting on, on draft props. So, you know, I'll have you guys covered there. Uh, real quick, uh, last thing on the football side of things, o- OU spring ball just started. I mean, the press conferences. I mean, I'm excited for this team. I think this is the year OU really can make a run at a, a serious run this year at a national title. And, like, yeah, obviously, since Lincoln Riley's gotten there, the Baker Mayfield days started. This team's been in contention. They've been in the playoffs a shit ton. And, you know, they just run in, they've just run into fucking buzzsaws. Uh, whether it's Bama or Clemson, the LSU team of Burrow, I mean, whoever. It, it just The defense hasn't been right. It's just been a, a combination of things. I think next year they finally put it all together. I mean, you saw it towards the end of last year. Rattlers coming back. Everybody's getting spring practice for this team is huge with the amount of young players they broke in last year that didn't have a spring ball with COVID and everything. Building off what they did against Florida in the Sugar Bowl and how they ended that year, writing that momentum in the spring ball. And they they cleaned up in the transfer portal also. I mean, that defense under Alex Grinch is under its third year now. They've just seen momentum after momentum. They've been recruiting really well. I think it all comes together for them next year. I'm not going to go ahead and predict right now that they're going to win the national title next year. But, you know, as we get closer, I'll probably get more confident and confident. And I really believe it'll be a disappointment next year if they don't at least make the title game. I mean, that's how good they're going to be. And it's it's not just how much I believe in the team. It's also you look around 
Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, the three programs that you can uh, say are probably definitively better than Oklahoma and what Oklahoma brings on a year-in, year-out basis, they're all going to be breaking in new quarterbacks next year. And so I just think it's a perfect storm. I really do. I'm excited. We're going to keep you guys updated. Um, and is I'm going to talk a lot about OU and the Big 12 because the Big 12 is so interesting. I mean, it gets shit on a lot by the national media and fucking, you know, whatnot. Big 12 defense, whatever. I mean, I mean, what a terrible fucking and lazy take that ended up being, huh? I mean, that one got outdated quickly. And so, going to... I just can't wait for football, guys. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just the best. It really is. I mean, I love all these sports. I mean, we're even gonna talk golf next week. I mean, I love, you know, I can get into hockey in the playoffs. You know, I love tennis. You guys know I was betting on that fucking U.S. Open, <laughs> fucking Serena Williams, fucking me, and fucking Djokovic or not Djokovic, fucking Nadal, fucking me against Sitsipas. I mean, you guys know I fucking love all the sports. I love fucking like I said at the beginning, guys. I mean, this is just this is what I live for, and I think this podcast is just gonna keep be- getting better and better. Hopefully, I'm just gonna keep grinding and grinding, doing the right thing, and we're gonna look up someday, and it's gonna be this is gonna be a fucking something Swinger Sword Sports Network and Find Your Inner Pirate. It's going to be something people are going to know about. And we're just getting started, guys. Like, you can say, like, oh, like, all my podcasts got deleted. All my content's, like, not really accessible anymore. Well, I mean, I, I still, you know, you can say that and whatnot. It was just 20 episodes. I salvaged a lot of the audio still. You can still find it. Um, It's not like we had a big following or anything. <laughs> we had, like, 18 followers. And it's funny, I actually... uh. I try not to look at the facts only football Twitter page that Andy took over and uh, and and kicked me from or whatever and just been slandering my name honestly because it's toxic. Um, I try to get the tweets taken down, but I, honestly, I don't really care. It's water under the bridge. It is what it is. Like, but like he was just he was just slandering my name, like accusing me of stuff that just didn't happen. <laughs> It is funny. I mean, at least we didn't really have any followers. But I did look at it the other day because my boy Hunter alerted me to something. And, like, I guess this dude, like, bought some, like, 100 bots followers. I mean, it's funny. You go look at the followers page. They have, like, 178 followers now. And it's just the most random, like, weird people. You can tell it's just he got them some, some fishy type of way or whatever. But, you know, I don't really care. I mean, I was facts only football. Andy can try and act like he has the the GoDaddy rights or whatever, but like, good luck using GoDaddy, bro. You fucking don't even you don't even know the half of it of what you're what you're uh, getting yourself into if you want to get in this content game with me. So, I say bring it. I was the only redeeming thing about Facts Only Football. I was the only one actually doing content for it. I was the only one doing anything for that brand, and so we'll see. We'll see if he makes run of it and tries to do anything. I just don't think he loves it like I do. He does. He's not in it for the grind like I am. And so, yeah, Swinger Sword Sports Network. I think we have eight followers, but you know what? We got Rob Gronkowski, a Gronk brother, following us, and it's just gonna be. We're gonna take off in due time. I mean, we had a little cult following there of my podcast for a while. So it's gonna keep growing and growing. And so, I'm not worried about it, guys. Like. I'm just in savage mode. I'm just I'm just finding my inner pirate and that's what we're doing here. 
Find your inner pirate can take on a variety of different meanings, just like it can cover a wide range of topics, just like I have on this podcast. That's what we're going to do. We're just going to fucking grind, fucking swing our sword, and, like, fuck anything else. And that that's just, that's all I fucking care about. And I know we're going to wrap it up here pretty soon, guys. Just just a quick MLB stuff before I get out of here. I mean, opening days tomorrow, like I said with Drew, I mean, it should just be a national holiday. It's one of the best days of the year. Can't wait to just sit down and watch these games. Can't wait for that Blue Jays-Yankees game to start off. That's one of my favorite games all day outside of the Rangers. You know, obviously be keeping tabs on the uh, on the Pirates and the fucking A's-Astros later on. But, like, that, that game, I got Garrett Cole on my fantasy team. The Man Cave Fantasy League, it's back. It's going to be fucking a great time. The, the trash talk's already started in the group text. We had our draft. Uh, when me and Drew hung up on the pod, we had our draft right after, and like, it was a fun draft, I really like my team, I think everybody's confident, and it's gonna be a good league, I think people are gonna take it seriously, and there's gonna be a, a lot of stuff that's gonna come out of it, and I'm playing, I'm playing my boy Kyle Rother, uh, first, first game, uh, it's, it's a, it's a longer week this week one, since you start in the middle of a week, so it's like a 10, 10 day stretch, I'll play Rother, Hopefully start off one and zero. Like I like some of the moves I made in the preseason too. I mean, you hit you have a couple guys hit the IL. You got to pick up some guys. I pick up uh, the uh, the reliever from Tampa. What's his last name? Peralta. I mean, I think he's going to be in line to get some saves. Hopefully he can come through. Just you know, I don't know how long he's going to be on the team. Same thing with Greg Holland. I pick him up and it's like, look, I think this is. Uh, I think this has potential to be the best the best preseason acquisition we, we've had so far in the league. Greg Holland's a bona fide closer. He's a tough, I was telling the guys earlier, he's a tough, experienced reliever that the manager, Mike Matheny, is going to trust in the ninth inning. He's going to be like, look, who can I count on with this two-run lead? We're going to bring in Greg Holland, and he's going to... He was really good last year in the back half, and I, I think he's going to come in, good spring training. He's going to come in and get some saves for me. And it's, I like my team. I like fucking Christian Yelich, my number two pick. Garrett Cole goes number one. I got Vlad Jr. I love having Otani on my team. Got my boy Joey Gallo. Got a good Ranger on my team. You know, I love the pitching staff. Aaron Nola, Cor- Corbin Burns, Berrios. I mean, we got Granky. I just like my team, and I think I'm going to manage them well. And I'm just the best GM. I love these guys in the league I'm in, but, like, I'm the best baseball guy. We're playing with our baseball coach uh, from high school, Karchi, and, like, he's a smart guy. He knows the league, but, like, look, I'm the aficionado when it comes to, to baseball, and I'm the guy that's going to win this league, and you can't tell me anything else. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's just how it's going to be. That's just, you know, we'll see what happens. But, you know, I like I like my chances. Uh, I can't wait for tomorrow. I mean, got to touch. I said I was going to touch on all my teams. So real quick, before we get out of here, Rangers, I ripped them a little bit with Drew. You know, maybe maybe they win 70 games this year. Maybe they just shock the world and they make a wild card run. I don't know. I'm not going to fall fall into the trap. I'm not, 
you know, I'm not going to, you know, hopefully they come out hot early, you know, can kind of make it interesting for a while until we get to football season. But, like, who knows? I just don't have a lot of lot of hope. Got some young guys. I'm glad Odor's off the team. Got some young guys that, you know, position players I can get excited about. But Willie Calhoun, Solak, Gallo, Kiner Falefa, like, I like that. I, I like, you know... David Dahl, I think he can come in. And, and Leody Tavares has been one of the top prospects in the organization for years now. Speed, athletic guy in center field. Hopefully he can give us a good glove out there, if anything, and he can steal some bags. And I don't know. Just It's just the pitching staff. The bullpen's going to be terrible. The starting rotation went from, you know, like a top 10 rotation just last year. With Kluber, Lynn, Miner, all those guys, to just nothing now. Kyle Gibson's on the bump, and like, what's he gonna do? Six innings, three earned? Is that the ceiling for him? Probably. And like, I just, I, I kind of like some of the young guys, offensively position players, but the real impact guys um, that that we're waiting on are still a couple years away in the minors. And we got the number two pick in the draft, which I'm excited about. We got to get pick up a stud to go along with the stud we picked up when, uh, last time we picked this high in the draft, uh, Josh Young, third baseman a couple years ago. So we got to get a stud there, probably a pitcher. I would love Jack Leiter if he falls or Kamar Rocker, one of the two. One of the two Vandy guys I would love. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I do like the, the Rangers manager, Chris Woodward, uh, and I do like that they brought in Chris Young. Um, if you guys don't remember, Chris Young, a pitcher, played pretty recently. A big, tall guy. Played for the Rangers uh, early on in his career. Got hurt. Bounced around a lot. Played for a lot of West Coast teams like the Padres. Made a name for himself. Made a good career. He worked for MLB and um, for like the competition committee or whatever for a year or two. Working with Joe Torrey, I want to say. Or maybe he was working under Rob Manford for something. I can't remember. But anyways, the Rangers hired him as their uh, general manager. And uh, John Daniels went ahead to president of operations. Gave up that GM title. I believe that's what it is. Maybe, Maybe he's just an assistant to the GM. But I believe Chris Young is a smart guy. A lot of people in baseball loved him. He was a hot name, so I I still kind of hold that hope for the Rangers in the future. But right now, it's next this this year. These next 162 games, the six month stretch we're about to embark on, like it'll be fun to keep tabs of and whatnot. But like I just don't have a lot of expectations, and you know maybe they can prove me wrong and they can be a fun team this year. And maybe we don't win a whole lot, but maybe they're fun, and you know that that would be. Uh, that would be worth it anyways, because I will be there. I want to get back to baseball. I love baseball. I played it a lot. It was my favorite sport growing up. And, like, I was talking to my boy Hunter earlier. Um, I just love it. I love the game. It's it's tough. Like, I get it. It's a it's a slog sitting through a, a three-hour game of limited action like we see nowadays where everyone's just going for home runs and strikeouts. And it's all about the advanced analytics, which I love. But, like, at the same time, let's get action back in the game. Let's steal bases. Let's, you know, let's put the ball and play more, you know. But if you played baseball, you know how great of a game it is. And just, it's just, you can learn so much about life. It's such a mental game. And 
I want to get back in into just grinding it every 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 day and watching as much as I can. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be working a whole lot, and that's going to limit, you know, because you get a lot of day games in baseball. Like your team plays a day game, and you're just kind of screwed if you want to watch. You know, maybe I can find time to watch replays later on when I get time. And because because growing up, guys, even the Rangers were really good there. Like kind of like through my middle school high school high school days they went on a run there really consistent and I watched every single game and I was just a diehard fan and I still love them but like baseball it's just tough if your team's not any good it's tough it's tough to grind it with them but hopefully the Rangers can get back to being fun this year and they can start building something for the future and 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 I'll be looking forward to it I know I had to rip them a little bit with Drew and there's still a lot of things with ownership and whatnot and just, just look at the pitching staff they put together this year. That just frustrates me, and I, I'm gonna call it like it is and whatnot. But like, they're definitely outside of the outside. I would consider myself if I had to pick an NFL team, I would say the Cowboys. I don't follow them nearly as hard just because I dedicate a lot of my fandom and emotional attachment to the Sooners when it comes to football. But you know, I would say outside of the four teams I root for: OU, Cowboys, Rangers, Mavs. I mean, the team that has the longest road ahead of them is definitely the Rangers. Um, but those other three, man, I, call me crazy, but I think the Rangers, Mavs, and Cowboys could all have a decent chance at winning a championship very soon in their respective sports. So I can't wait to talk about it more, guys. Just so much going on. I love it. Um... This is just the first of many. I mean, we're just going to keep banging them out two, two a, a week until we get the football, and then maybe we start ramping it up. We get the website up. We start ramping it up more shit. You never know. And just, you, you guys you guys hear this, go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at jbirdie23, Instagram, J, it's jijohnson23. Go ahead, follow Swing Your Sport, Sports, um... On Twitter, I believe that's what the Twitter handle is. Let me double check that real quick. We want to build a following with it. We're gonna put out a, a social media page probably, and uh, and maybe a Find Your Inner Pirate separate account just for the podcast. But Swing Your Sword Sports Network—that's what it's about now. It's the name of the game. Yeah, Swing Sports underscore on Twitter. We'll try and get an Insta and all that good stuff set up also. So. Follow us on Spotify. We'll let you know when it's what's out on Apple, but we're out on Spotify. Just go ahead, spread the word, guys. I mean, this is I fucking love it. We're swinging our sword. We are swinging our sword and fucking. I almost said Jack Black. Jack Sparrow would be proud of the way I've swung my sword this week. And just since I got to back from Vegas, they would be proud of the way I've grinded. And so. I can't wait to just keep going. Next week's going to be a hell of a fun time. We're going back up to Oklahoma to see the boys. Masters week. So be on the lookout for that. Me and Drew will be back. Uh, I would I would assume early next week, midweek. We'll see what happens whenever Drew's available. So, all right, guys, let's go ahead and end it there. And uh, peace out. <laughs>